Welcome to the Heights Sermon Series Podcast, where each week you'll hear a new message that'll help you with your life shaped by the Word. And good morning, Heights family. Y'all doing well today? Amen. All right. Sounds like it. Yeah, that's great to hear. Big week. Big week. Friday, historic moment. Roe v. Wade overturned. You know, if, if you're like me, that's something you've worked on, prayed on, but gave up any hope that that would actually change. You just, you did what you did and you, and you did the best, but it's, it's not going to change. And yet, and yet here we are, it has changed. Now that's an interesting word saying it's changed uh, because abortion will go forward as is. Uh, all the overturning does is create the opportunity uh, for restrictions for states to handle it in different ways, but, but abortion will continue in America and in an incredibly divided nation, we will now become more divided than we've probably ever been. It would, probably the only thing that would be likened to would be 1860 when we had slave states and free states. Now we're going to have abortion states and, and states that are more restrictive on that. And, and I can only imagine for all of us, it's just wearisome to think how much more can we fight each other? How much more can we hate each other uh, in this country? So there's a, a lot to pray about on this. It, you know, when, you have, when it feels like a victory, you're supposed to be all done, right? And uh, we're, we're anything but, but all done here. There's a, a, a lot of prayer and a lot to still work through. Maybe something a little more fun to pray about uh, is what's going to be going on at the Heights this week with Windshape and Vacation Bible School going on. And uh, y'all stand up. I, I have our Windshape team here uh, in front of us. They've come from all, all over the country, haven't you? I mean, you've come from everywhere. And, uh, but every one of them is here today and going to be here with you. Y'all can sit now. So, folks, exciting news. We have right at 400 kids involved with vacation, I mean, uh, Windshape, and 400 kids. We have another 100 plus that, and that's our like three and four-year-olds that will be involved in kind of a traditional uh, vacation Bible school. So you add those two numbers up and we're talking about well over 500 children. We're, we're talking about the most we've ever seen here at the Heights. Uh, this is incredible. We did, I almost didn't imagine that when we made this change to, to using wind shape. Now, some of you may think, well, now, wait a minute. Didn't we used to talk about having seven or 800 at something like this? We did. But that number included volunteers, workers, and that was almost half the number. Uh, so that number I just gave you is children. Over 500 children are going to be here this week in these two camps that we got going on. So an incredible opportunity to teach them and train them in the Lord for them to build friendships and wonderful memories uh, at their church. And y'all are going to give them wonderful memories at their church, right, uh, this week. So a lot to be praying. Hey, if you're interested in being involved in that, uh, there's a team here, but, you know, we can always use uh, crowd control uh, So and, and helpers. 
believers, if you want to be involved at either level, the three or four-year-olds or the five through eighth grade, go out there at the end of the day, at the end of the service and say, I'd like to be involved. And I'm almost positive they'll say yes, (laughs) that they'll have a a, a spot for you. Uh, Another thing, since I'm just rambling up here right now, uh, y'all might remember, kind of want to close the loop on something here. We took up a special offering back in October. Y'all remember that? And I think I reported like a couple weeks later one number, but we're kind of finished with that now. We took up $291,000 in that special offering. So let me remind you of how we're going to use that and what that means in terms of of money. $116,000 of that is going to go to supplementing our budget, which remember, our budget does all the works and ministries that we want to be doing and, and be a part of. 58,000 is going to supplement and further what we're doing in both local and international missions. 29,000 is going to our, uh, we're working on an actual project at, at working with poverty, dealing with poverty right here in our community. And then another 29,000 is going to Mission Dignity, which is a a, an agency working with fighting poverty uh, that we've been working with for several years now. This particular agency provides for retired pastors that are living in poverty. Those that have given a lifetime of service into the church for a variety of reasons are, are living under the levels of poverty, and uh, this provides for them. So 29000 of that, 58000 to debt retirement. And uh, so that's what we're going to be doing with those things. I hope you're going to enjoy seeing that and, and seeing the fruit of that. One thing you're going to see happening this summer that did not, not one penny of it came from that special offering. We said what that was going to all be about. But hopefully here very soon, you're going to see construction because we're building a pavilion out in the back corner of the property. Uh, It's going to be back there near where the retaining pond is and the the volleyball pit. Uh, There's going to be some other things. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be incredible. I promise you right now, it'll be the single most requested thing on our calendar. When you look at what's going to be designed there uh, and how we're going to be able to use that and some of the supporting structures around it. So uh, we're in the really fun and enjoyable part right now of permitting. (sighs) So we've been in about 18 years now. And uh, when we're all done with that, hopefully here very soon, we're going to see uh, that begin to take place. So, man, there's a, a lot going on here. And over all of it, we want, we want to pray. Let's have a word of prayer now. Father, we come before you in, in what's going on in our nation. And, and, Lord, there's an aspect in which we're very grateful we saw something happen this past Friday we didn't, didn't know was possible. Lord, I understand that whether they're right or wrong, that, that, that means lots of different things to people. And to some people, that means confusion and pain. Lord, I pray as we work through this, as we pray, as we vote, as, as various things, we, we are thinking much about how we love and how we serve and how we help people, whatever their view, wherever they are on this. Uh, I pray we are salt and light, and we are a force for good in an individual's life in, in everything that we do. I do pray you would guide and help our nation uh, from, from individuals to our leaders navigate and work through this. Lord, I, uh, I grieve over a number of politicians and media that are literally promoting out-and-out lies about what Friday meant and are whipping people into a frenzy. 
And uh, Lord, I, I pray that you would restrain and stop that evil, stop those that are promoting that, frustrate their plans, and uh, bring, bring that to defeat. And Lord, I pray for peace. I, I pray for peace in our nation, a way of peace. And Lord, as we pray for that, may we not sit back and gloat. May we say, God, use me to be a person of peace. Use me to be a person of peace in conversations, in people's lives, in everything that this has to do with. Guide me, help me, guide us, help us respond rightly right now. Lord, we want to lift up to you this week ahead. Just pray your blessing on it. Lord, more than anything else, I pray your glory and your presence will fill this church every day this week. And if these children learn and know anything, it's that you love them and you were here with them all week. And uh, I pray they will respond rightly uh, to your presence. And Lord, I thank you for these that are here that are going to help bring that, uh, how you're going to work through them and flow through them. And I pray you'll bless their work with energy, with health, with strength. I pray for the whole camp, the whole week for safety and health and And just that you'll watch over and protect the whole week. Lord, we pray it's going to result in young people coming to faith in Christ. And uh, we we pray that you will move and work in that way. And Lord, I I lift up to you this offering, a special offering, an offering every week. I I, I pray you joy in watching us give. I pray you joy in watching how that's used. And we pray you'll do so much more with that than we would have ever imagined. Lord, we we turn now, we come now to your commands. Bless your commands in our lives. Lord, may we, where we need to repent, may we. Where we need to trust, may we. May we, where we need to step out in obedience, may we. May we see your commands are good. They're for our good. They restrict nothing in our lives and they bring the good in our lives. So, Lord, help us to learn in that way. We pray all this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Several weeks ago, maybe a month ago now, it was very big news. I mean, it was in all the papers. It ran across all the TV stations. Breaking news. The Archbishop of San Francisco has withdrawn mass, has withdrawn communion from Nancy Pelosi. And he, he did that because of her increasing, I mean, very radical, absolutely no restriction, no limitation of any kind on abortion all the way through pregnancy up to and even through birth. And he finally said, I'm gonna, we're going to pull back uh, uh, offering you communion or, or mass. Uh, to be honest with you, I would probably ask that archbishop, where have you been? Her view's not di- that different from what it's been for about two decades, three decades. I, what, why now? <laughs> but anyway, that, that is what happened. Now, that's, that's the news, okay? Then there's people's response to the news. Now, that's where the fun and entertainment begins. Do y'all, y'all read news articles on the Internet? Do you read the comments that follow them? Wow! It's not hard to see why we have the problem. There's some mean people out there. But you'll see all these responses to the news or or whether it's what's happening in Twitter. And uh, if there was 100,000 comments to the archbishop doing this, and there there was, 900 or 98,000 of those comments had one common theme toward the archbishop. Who is this guy? 
that he thinks he can force his views on others. And I'm, who is, well, he's the archbishop. I mean, if you're Catholic and you believe in the Catholic papal structure and that's what you're under and Nancy Pelosi is Catholic, uh, if that's what you follow, well, that's the archbishop who's doing that. And he's not upholding or forcing his view. His job is to uphold, protect, promote the doctrines, the teachings of the church. And if somebody is against that and fights that, to withdraw communion, to withdraw mass. In other words, he's doing, he's doing, I'm not saying we agree or disagree. He's doing exactly what he's been called and designed to do for about a thousand years now. And listen, I get that we don't, people don't understand that authority, but what that was so illustrative of to me, you've heard me say this a lot from the pulpit, and that was a, an incredible illustration of it. We, it's not that we don't understand authority, it's that we despise authority. We despise authority in our nation. And that is something every single one of us struggles with. That's not a political statement. It's not a, if you're on this view, it's okay, but if you're this view, it's not. We, we despise authority. So we continue today in our series on commandments. We've spent a couple weeks now on the great commandment, and then we moved into the Ten Commandments. And as of today, we're on number five, so we're, we're halfway through the Ten Commandments. And that brings us to probably a, a, a command we probably state in two words, honor your parents. You know, hey, kids, do what your mom and dad tell you. Okay, we're done. Let's go home. You know, what's there, as in all these commands, is so much more than we're engaging with. As a matter of fact, that command is for every single one of us, and it has everything to do with how you are going to manage life. Let's look at that. Let's see if we can understand it. Exodus chapter 20. Exodus chapter 20. And uh, we're going to begin in verse 1, second book of your Bible there, if you're looking for it. Exodus 20, and uh, as we've done each week, we're not only going to read the command in focus today, but we're going to read all ten of them. So beginning in verse 1, then God gave the people all these instructions. I am the Lord your God who rescued you from the land of Egypt, from the place of your slavery. You must not have any other God but me. You must not make for yourself an idol or any kind of image or anything in the heavens or on the earth or in the sea. You must not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God who will not tolerate your affection for any other gods. I lay the sins of the parents upon their children. The entire family is affected, even children in the third and fourth generation of those who reject me. But I lavish unfailing love for a thousand generations on those who love me and obey my commands." You must not misuse the name of the Lord your God. The Lord will not let you go unpunished if you misuse his name. Remember to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. You have six days each week for your ordinary work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest dedicated to the Lord your God. On that day, no one in your household may do any work. This includes you, your sons and daughters, your male and female servants, your livestock, and any foreigners living among you. 
For in six days the Lord made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and everything in them. But on the seventh day he rested. That is why the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and set it apart as holy. And then verse 12, number 5, our focus today, honor your father and mother. And folks, this is, this is the key that I'm going to be building this, this message on. Then you will live a long, full life. We want that, right? Then you will live a long, full life in the land the Lord your God is giving you. There's something that gives a long, full life. You must not murder. You must not commit adultery. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely against your neighbor. You must not covet your neighbor's house. You must not covet your neighbor's wife, male or female servant, ox or donkey, or anything else that belongs to your neighbor. So... Let's start with this today. What do you think a good parent, and maybe we have to discuss what a good parent is, but we'll just go with whatever your definition of one is. What does a good parent provide for their children? Now, we might think that changes some from one family to another or one culture to another or time period to another, but I I think we would all say, you know, a good parent's going to like feed them and clothe them and give them shelter, right? As a matter of fact, that's so obvious and basic, we may not even think of that. That, we, that may not even come to our mind because, well, yeah, of course you're going to do those things. And so there's, there's three things. Man, a good parent's going to feed, clothe, and provide shelter. Probably in America, right along with that, we'd say education, right? I mean, we put education almost on the same level as feeding them and clothing them. You know, I'm a parent. I got I to get them educated. That, that's my job. You know, and then after that... You know, I guess the next five or six things we might call out probably would be a lot of similarity. We might start to vary some the deeper we go in the list. I mean, again, from one culture to another, from one family to another, there's there's going to be some differences in what we think is important to, to give them in terms of things or experiences or opportunities. But let's say we make a list of 20. Now, here's my question. Do you think on anybody in here's list would show up, I want to give my kids a respect for authority? I don't think it would show up on one list. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not trying to impugn you or say you, you should have done. I, I just don't think it would be on any of our. I mean, I think we'd hear that and go, oh, yeah, 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 of course. But I don't think it's on our list. And the reason it's not on our list is because it's not a focus. It's not a focus of what we think we're supposed to be being and doing with our kids. As a matter of fact, it's not just that maybe it's not showing up. It's that maybe they're learning from us to rebel and fight authority. No, I tell my kids to obey. I, I, I know you do. So do I. But I wonder how many conversations our kids have heard, and it'd be more than you can count. Where you and I bash literally every single authority in life. Every area of authority we run down, we complain against, and we attack. And our kids at times maybe have watched us as I, you know, I mean, hey, my, you know, I'll tell you what my job as a parent is to promote my kid and protect my kid. And sometimes the coach or the teacher or the boss, somebody gets in the way of me protecting and promoting my kid. And sometimes it's on the level of they've actually done wrong. Okay, all bets are off now. I'm coming. 
Am I saying that's wrong? You know, I, I don't know, folks, if it's wrong or not. Yeah, there's, there's some authorities out there that are going to do some very wrong things to our kids. And it'd probably be difficult not to respond in some way. But here's my concern. While it might seem very appropriate and right in a moment, I wonder if in the long run it ends up becoming a harm. As I read this command, hey, listen, I want to give my kids education, but it doesn't actually guarantee them anything. I want, I want to give them money, power, opportunity, and hey, listen, I don't know what I'll guarantee, but I'd rather go into life with it than without it. But it, it doesn't actually guarantee anything. God's offering a guarantee. Here's a guarantee. You give your kid this. I may, hey, maybe, maybe it's even more important than clothing them and feeding them. I need to make sure when they leave my house... They have a respect for authority. This is not a little idea. I would say this is a big idea with God. As a matter of fact, let me show you not all the verses. We don't have that time. And Lord knows you know I can go up here a long time. Last Sunday proved that. I'm not going to show you all the verses, but I want to show you just enough that you go, oh, wow, God seems to be on on a roll here. Look up here. Matthew 15, 4, for God said, honor your father, this is Jesus speaking, honor your father and your mother, and the one who speaks evil of father or mother must be, ooh, I'm glad I'm not preaching on that verse today. We'll just, we'll just skip past that one right now. Matthew 19, 19, again, Jesus, honor your father and mother, Romans chapter 1. And because they did not think it worthwhile to have God in their knowledge, God delivered them over to worthless mind to do what is morally wrong. They're filled with all unrighteousness, wickedness, greed, and evil. They're full of envy, murder, disputes, deceit, and malice. They're gossip, slanderers, God-haters, arrogant, proud, boastful, inventors of evil. Look at the list that disobeying your parents makes. Disobeying parents falls in the same list as God-haters, murderers, and inventors of evil. Okay, that seems to be a kind of serious to God. Ephesians chapter 6. Children, obey your parents in the Lord because this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may have a long life in the land. Colossians, our last one here, but not the last verse in the Bible. Colossians 3. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this is pleasing in the Lord. I hope that's enough to state that this is a priority for God. And if something's a priority for God, probably it should be a priority to me. What do you think? If it's big to him, probably should be big to me. I would say that what we're talking about, that, that what is at stake here is the soul of that child. The soul of a home. And I would say the soul of our nation. And everything going on in our nation right now is an incredible illustration of that. Now, why? How? How, how can I say that much about, about one? Com- obey your parents. Well, let's stop and think about what this command is. First of all, honoring parents is, well, it's the starting block of life. This is where it all begins. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a child. I'm, I'm two. I'm three. I'm four. This, comm- this begins my relationship with you. It begins my relationship with God. Think about what we've seen in the Ten Commandments. We've, we've studied four now, and they were all about 
managing my relationship this way. No other gods, no idols, don't misuse his name, honor the Sabbath. And as we come through that fourth one, we now move into number five and the the focus shifts. Now all the commands are going to be about managing this relationship, our relationship with each other. And it starts with really the first command. I mean, all the commands are for a two-year-old, just like they're for a 92-year-old. But the one that the child starts with is honor your parents. This, this is my first command because this is my first relationship. And it's not only my first relationship, it's kind of like the preeminent, prominent relationship for, what, the first two decades of our life? And, and so this is, this, is my, this is my command. This is where, where and how I begin to relate with God. But it's not just that it's the first command. This is where I'm going to first be attested on obedience, Honoring parents is our first test of obedience. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, first of all, let's understand what we're being asked to do. Honor, that word in the Hebrew language, means to make heavy, to make weighty, to make significant. The idea, if if I'm a child and I'm obeying that command, then I am going to weigh heavy in my life the thoughts, ideas, words, directives of my parents. I'm going to seek to live and respond in a way that it is clear to them that, wow, I think a lot of their word. I I think a lot of what they're saying and doing. And then there's this word obey. It's actually in Ephesians 6 used interchangeably with the word honor. And I love this word. It's one of my favorite words in the Bible because I just see God beating us to the punch on this word. Think, Think about how many times have you and I disobeyed a lot We didn't do what we were supposed to do, and this was our response. And I'm not talking about just being a child. We do this as an adult. You know, when we've been caught, we didn't do what we were supposed to, what are we going to say? One of those very common excuses, well, I I, I didn't know. I, I, I didn't, oh, oh, I didn't even hear you. (laughs) You know what the word obey means? To listen intently. The biblical word for obey literally means to listen intently, which means if I even thought my parents said something, because you know, sometimes we really don't hear, right? I know they said something and I know it's going to have me do something and I'm just going to go with I didn't hear right now. But the idea here of this word, if I'm obeying the Lord, is I'm going to go running over this. Did you say something? Because if you spoke, I want to be sure I got it. I want to be sure I understand it so that I can live and respond in a way that shows you who you are in my life. So that's honor. That's obey. That's what this 2-year-old, 11-year-old has been charged with doing. It's their first command and first test of obedience. Why is it a test of obedience? Well, you know, it's not going to take very long before uh, our little one here says, Hey, you know, mom and dad aren't always honorable. Mom and dad aren't always obeyable. Do you know sometimes moms and dads, the things we do, it's not because we're training and instructing in the Lord or trying to build into the... Sometimes we just do things, we're in a bad mood. Sometimes we say and do things just because I'm the biggest in the house and I can Well, you know, you do that a couple of times, and we all do. 
pretty soon, you know, the little one here is going to go. It's a very smart little one, by the way. Is going to go to the Lord and say, hey, listen, I'm all about that honoring and obeying. Way to go, God. I think that's a good thing to do. But what about right here? What about, have you seen my mom and dad? Have you seen what they're, what they're doing? I mean, certainly you don't want me there. Now, you know, we've got to understand what honoring and obeying means. I mean, the scripture says I don't honor and obey sin, whether it's sin against me or something being demanded of me that would be sin. That, that's not what it means to honor. Sometimes honoring may just be trying to forgive. Sometimes honoring is trying to figure out how do I honor a person who's acting very not, not honorable. But the, the child will learn. Every child will figure out sooner or later that this mom and dad are, are not always honorable. Now, what is the promise? What is the guarantee God is making? Listen, if you'll do this, life's going to go well. Why? Why will life go well for me honoring a person who's not honorable? Because the strongest and the safest platform you can operate from is honor and obedience. Well, they don't deserve it. Oh, wow. Okay, here's part two. I've got a a chance early in life to learn that obeying God is not about the deservedness of the other. Folks, do you realize that if you and I are only going to obey God when the other person deserves it, we are rarely going to obey God. Do you know what all the commands in the Bible are about? They're about all the places that somebody doesn't deserve it because that's where I don't know what to do. That's where I don't know how to respond. That's where I don't know how to navigate this problem. So God comes and says, hey, your nature's going to tell you to do this. Kill them. Lie to them, dishonor, disobey. No, no, no. Here's how you navigate. And so see what, man, if my four-year-old, my 14-year-old can learn this early in life, then I have helped create a cleaner, clearer path to obedience. What happens in obedience? They're in the safest place. I didn't say it was a good place. It may not be a good place at all. But honor and respect will be the safest and strongest platform I will operate from. And it's also the platform that opens me up to God's blessing. See, in other words, what God is, he's not just saying, hey, I really, I think obeying parents is on board. I'm just going to bless you. No, there's a very logical reason he's saying this. And the logical reason really starts to come with, I guess, the next point. Honoring parents is just an introduction because the authorities in our life don't stop with mom and dad. The authorities that don't always deserve being honored and obeyed does not stop with mom and dad. No, we got a whole bunch of authorities in our life. Teachers, bosses, coaches, police, government. I I mean, there's just always somebody out there. And guess what? They're they're not always going to deserve it. And so if I have not learned, if, if I was not trained to honor and obey my parents, and I have a problem honoring and obeying my parents, folks, that's not a switch that I can go over the wall and flip off and on. If I'm struggling with honoring mom and dad, guess what? I'm going to struggle with honoring all the other authorities in life. And here's the bottom line, and I'm going to spend life in trouble. Well, but, but... Some some of those authorities are wrong. Yeah, they are. 
Do you know human history and planet Earth don't offer you an option of authorities that are not wrong? If you're waiting for the place where authorities bat a thousand and do it out of kindness and goodness and love for your well-being, you're in trouble. And you're going to spend life in trouble. And here again, that's the flip side of this. Hey, if you don't figure this out, you're, you're going to spend life in trouble. It's not going to go well. You can, you can talk all day long about how they don't deserve it and how they're wrong and how they're corrupt and how they're stupid and on and on. You can talk that all you want. You're still going to spend life in trouble. And it's not going to go. Folks, do you realize sometimes it doesn't matter who's at fault. Things are not going to go well. So how do I navigate my way out of this? How do I begin to work through a situation? It's not going to go well. Well, the safest place and the strongest place is to operate from obedience. Respect and obedience. Because that's all we're dealing with out there. Folks, honoring our parents gives me my best chance in life. It gives me my best chance with God. Because when I don't honor my parents and I don't honor authorities, guess what? I don't go over and flip the switch and start honoring God. You know, we, as we grow in our hatred of authority and we get very in tune with all the places they're wrong and evil and blah, blah. And I'm not defending authority. There, there's a reality out there that there's a lot of authority that is used to manipulate and to control and to get that authority's well-being. Hey, we all know that's true because we've done it with our kids. I get my way. That, I mean, I may not get my way many places, but in this house, I get my way. So shut up and get out of here. Man, that, that, that's just going to be, that's going to be life. And so what happens is we've learned now as a culture that we really can together hate authority, bash authority. I, folks, I realized, first time I've studied this, that I've realized the incredible coup Satan has run. He now has us as an entire culture building a system where ultimately my problem's not going to be that I don't obey mom and dad or the cops or my boss. My problem's going to be that I will rebel against the authority of God. Because there's nobody rebelling against all that and then saying, I'm a, I submit to you, Lord. He's actually laid a foundation. And parents, we may be a part of the foundation. We may be a part of that as they've... Listen, you, we all know, if you've been a parent, your training doesn't come through the lectures. They listen and they watch. And they hear the conversations we have right out in front of them. They hear the conversation that we have with their mom and dad. How many of our conversations have we run down every single authority in life? We've trained them. Oh, I mean, I know we say honor and obey, but really, they're idiots, so I don't have to here. You may give them an education, but you're not giving them a guarantee. You may give them a lot of money, but you're not giving them a guarantee. You want to give them a guarantee, you teach them to honor and respect authority. Now, how do I do that? Well, number one, I, I gotta, I've got to decide that's how I'm going to run my household. I'm, I'm going to run my household by teaching, by training 
we honor authority, and that begins with you honoring and respecting me. Now, here's where the Bible gets a bad name, is sinners, you and me, pick up these commands, and we use them to get our way. You better obey me or else. Hey, God said obey me. Folks, do you really think God's up in heaven ordaining you being a bully? You really think God's up in heaven saying, hey, they're always right. Do what they say. Because you of all people ought to know you're not always right. But we have. All throughout history, we picked up these commands and said, do this. God said so. Man, I'll tell you something. If you've been given authority, hold that humbly and with a little bit of fear. Because you're going to be held accountable for it. You ought to be scared to death that God has given one, two, three, four, in my case, four little ones to respond to me. What, what this means, not is you better do this or else. You better do this because God said I'm in charge. What it means, I go to them and say, hey, listen, you want life to go well? You need to honor and obey me. And I'm going to tell you right now, sometimes I'm going to make you do things, and it's just because I'm in a bad mood. I don't have your well-being at all in mind. Sometimes I'm going to direct you in a way or punish you in a way, and I'm, I'm going to be wrong. I, I will have understood the situation wrongly, and I'm not hearing you, and I'm going to do the wrong thing. But in all things, the safest and strongest place you will work from is from respect, is from obedience. That is always going to be a good and a safe place for you to work from. And I'm sure going to try not to make it a whole bunch of times that I'm just saying stuff because I'm in a bad mood, right? And that kind of rolls to number two. Hey, how can you and I strive to be a parent worthy of honor, worthy of obedience? Hey, no perfect parents, and I I wasn't one, and I I, I don't have a secret that I'm getting ready to tell you. Here's how you bat a thousand, because we just don't bat a thousand at anything. And, And it's getting long, time to wrap up, and this would almost be like starting a parenting message now. But if I could give you one thing to say, here's how you parent in a way that is worthy. Parent from God's word. Parent from God's word. Not your moods, not how your day went. Not from how you feel at the moment, but with a vision and a target from God's word. Parent from there. Now, I realize when I say that, that don't feel alone if you're thinking this. You're a part of the great majority right now. You're thinking, I don't know what that means, and I don't know how to do that. What does it mean to lead parent from God's word? Where do I go with that? I don't even, where do I begin with that? You know, you've heard me say this before. There's nothing wrong with not knowing absolutely nothing wrong with not knowing what to do with that statement. There's something incredibly negligent and wrong if you're still saying, I don't know, six months from now. If you're still saying, I don't know, a year from now. Because see, then at that point, you've chosen to not know. You, you, the, the church you've chosen to go to has a staff here totally devoted to helping you know where to go. Helping you know how to lead, how to parent from God's word. We have a preschool director and a children's pastor and a youth pastor and a next-gen pastor that are filled up with resources, simple, easy resources, because this is not rocket science. God didn't make something that only a few people would ever be able to achieve. Man, I just got to know. And we've got people here just, hey, man, could you help me with? I've got a question. Where would I go for this? But lead from God's word. 
You know, this is a command, I think, other until I get up here and rant and rave. <laughs> I think this is a command we all tend to think, oh, I obey that, right? You know, I, I honor and respect my mom and dad. and Or as a parent, I certainly, that's how I tried to manage home. That's what I, I tried to do. Yeah, I, I do that. And we do. I would absolutely assume of the tremendous majority in here, we want to honor and respect authority. Until they're wrong, of course, right? Do you realize every command in here is because they are going to be wrong? Welcome to the earth. There's not a relationship. There's not a place for you to live and go and do anything where they're not going to be wrong. So how do I navigate that? Because they're wrong. And you know, we come to commands like this. There's a multitude of them where... We think, okay, God, you clearly didn't think this through. You clearly did not imagine this scenario. And so we're going to now bring up to God the the parent who is sexually abusive, the parent who is physically abusive. We're going to bring up the parent who's criminally negligent. And we're going to say, God, really? Serious? Honor and obey that, Lord? And and we ask the question almost as if, if I can show a place where God missed it, the whole command is null and void. Well, I go back to what I've already said. In the worst godless evil places, the safest way to get through that moment is respect and obedience. But I'll tell, I want to add something to all of This is for all of us in all situations. Because we all, we all come across commands where we say, well, what, what about? What if? When it is the desire and the habit of my life to live in obedience and to walk in obedience. When it is the desire and habit of my life to honor and respect authority. And granted, we all, we, none of us bats a thousand, but we all know what it looks like to be committed to that and to care less about it. When I am committed to that and I am living that, I'm going to tell you something. You will always know what to do in that awful moment. That's, that's true for every command. That's true in every situation. What about this? If the habit of my life is to walk in God's commands, when that moment comes, I will know what to tweak, what to change. I will know what to do. When I walk in disobedience, everything is confusing. Everything is complex. And there's never a clarity. You see how we've just come full circle? If if this child can learn 2, 4, 11, that they don't deserve it, but obedience, that's going to be a place of blessing. That's going to be a place of safety. That's going to be a place of strength. That's going to be a a place of clarity and direction where it's so confusing and dark. It's not a random promise that God made. It's a very logical conclusion to saying God's way works. Am I even trying to train my child to know that? That's the command. 
and you're witnessing a nation where clearly as a whole, we're not raising our child to know that. Let's pray. Father, boy, when I say let's pray, what an understatement. Lord, my kids have witnessed me talk bad about authority. There's places where I abused authority. There's places where I, I, I had authority and I was just very self-centered with. It's about me. And I have neglected, I've missed, I've not sought to understand what, what all is entailed in this command, what all it means and everything that it can mean for my child, for my home, and for our nation. We, we are a rabid, out-of-control society on all sides of everything. We're out of control. We're, we're living the rebellion of this command. Now, Lord, I, I, I don't know how I'm going to fix the whole nation. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even believe I can. But, but, Lord, would you help me help us think about, hey, if there's a fix, would you start with me, God? Start with me. Start with how I think about authority. Start with how I respond to authority. God, start with me and how I understand what you're communicating in these commands. This isn't about the authority's well-being. It's about my well-being. Boy, Lord, I guess like anything, it's when I read your commands, do I trust you? Do I trust that this is the strength and the safe and the wisdom, this is the place to operate from. Holy Spirit, would you move through our hearts and souls right now and, and whether it be on honoring parents or a host of other commands, show us where we're not trusting you. Oh God, we need your help. It's in Jesus' name we pray for this help. Amen.